This is part three of episode 10. We join the episode already in progress. We're recording this episode in late May, months since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Currently, as the Army, the DOD, and and the rest of the country and the world responds to the COVID-19 pandemic, sir, what are some of the lessons that we've learned, that we've uh, taken away in the uh, current operating environment? Well, JJ, we're definitely still learning them, but I would say from the get-go, like the rest of the world, we've quickly become far more comfortable with doing things remotely. Obviously, necessity is the mother of innovation. And as we've seen this increased reliance on technology for all of these remote sessions, everything from Zoom to Teams to other Google remote capabilities like this, there are vulnerabilities out there that that everyone has has raised and has concerns with. And that, that requires us to think about cybersecurity more to deal with those vulnerabilities. Also, as we look across the courts, we're seeing some significant changes particularly in administrative or civil cases out there, we're seeing a tremendous reliance on remote hearings and and use of technology in those hearings. I'd say that criminal cases are a little bit different because you've got a constitutional right to confront witnesses in criminal cases. Uh, They've been slower to react, slower to adopt this, at least without the consent of a criminal defendant or an accused in a a court-martial. But here's my prediction in this area. As this technology improves and you've got this constitutional right to confront your witnesses, at what point can a high definition video where you can see the sweat beating on the brow of a witness, you can see that witness shifting in her chair, or you can see the person's eyes darting back and forth. At what what point does that technology get to the point where it's good enough to meet the constitutional requirement for a criminal defendant's ability to confront witnesses. My prediction is we're gonna see a lot more willingness of our appellate courts to consider those arguments. And I think we'll see that expedited as a result of what we're seeing now, especially once the technology gets in common use in civil cases out there, people grow comfortable with it. I I think we'll see that change out there. JJ, I'll just give you some personal notes on uh, being one of the few people in the Pentagon last couple of months. And I have to echo General Houston's sentiment that it's a forcing function, you know, when you do not have a choice, you, you adapt and you overcome. And I've seen that with the JAG Corps and the odd JAG at the Pentagon these last couple of months. Um, HQDA, DOD, Pentagon in general, I think people are being forced to embrace maybe some technology, maybe some capabilities that maybe they weren't comfortable with. And they've kind of seen that if we can't do this, we won't, we'll be dead in the water. And so they've kind of been forced to take these on and become comfortable with MS Teams, Zoom, Skype, whatever it is that kind of brings us together to keep the mission moving forward. It's been amazing to see how much everyone can just continue to do from wherever they happen to be in the world. Uh, it's amazing and it's scary a little bit. I think there's been articles about certain people hacking into Zoom sessions or so we can't necessarily say that they're secure yet, but I think we're on the right path to getting to somewhere. It'll be interesting to see how DOD and the Army specifically changes in what they keep moving forward. We talked before how this capability to kind of be on these screens and do these things may just take off the need for people to travel so much. Some people may like that, others may not. It will there's a whole ongoing thing about telework now, whether people should have to even come into work if they can just do fine from home and how that changes kind of the office environment. It's been lonely. There's been like two people I see for the last three months and everyone else is kind of off in their home. And so 
you don't have that camaraderie, that, uh, that office of, of your family, because everyone's kind of dispersed to the winds. And while you can still be productive, I think a big question for a lot of the offices within the Pentagon is going to be, do we let people do what they want for their lives is the easier thing to do, or do we bring people back in anyway, just to kind of have things the way we had before. So I'll be curious to see moving forward, how much of kind of what we've learned during this time goes forward and what we keep and what we kind of ditch. It'll, it'll, it'll be interesting. Sarah, I want to go back to one of our original topics, uh, artificial intelligence. Do you think that the COVID-19 pandemic will see society and by extension, the Army and the JAG Corps increase its reliance on autonomous systems? Yes, absolutely. And we're already seeing this in both. You see things like supermarkets and stores leveraging autonomous capabilities, robot cleaning systems, robot delivery services. That's going to do nothing but increase. It's successful. It's not susceptible to the, to the coronavirus, at least. It's got its own cybersecurity concerns that we've discussed. But it's, not, it, it's a far more capable system to handle threats like we're seeing right now. I think we're going to see other things like voice recognition software greatly expanded. It's going to reduce the requirement for human roles. We're also see things like use of, of partnerships with entities out there that can provide these autonomous capabilities that are very important. Sir, I see that we're, uh, we're running short on time and I just wanted to, to ask before we go, if you had any closing comments before we wrap up the episode. You know, I, couple of things I'd just tell our audience out there. First, you have to understand that the Pentagon is absolutely committed to the legal and ethical use of these technologies. We're going to work with our industry partners out there to make the most of them, but we are absolutely committed to doing everything right. The other thing I'd say is that in, in, in those partnerships, our economic prosperity as a nation and our national security go hand in hand. All the more reason for us to work carefully with our partners out there. And then finally, I'll, I'll tell companies out there that working with the government has never been easier, thanks to a whole bunch of new streamlined contracts in order to rapidly adopt AI and other technologies that are out there. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to do this, JJ. It's been a fun session. Thanks, sir. And finally, before we go, one of the things that we like to do is ask, ask our guests if they have any, any book, podcast, article recommendations. And sir, if you do, you know, our audience always loves to hear from our senior leaders what they might be reading or enjoying or using to professionally develop. Yeah, I'll throw out a couple. The first thing I'll throw out is a traditional book. It's a history book, 1776, very formative year in our nation, amazing history. You see what it took to form this nation. It can do nothing but give you tremendous respect for how we got to where we are great book worth worth reading. I, I, I reread it periodically. It's, it's that good. My other two ideas are, are totally different. The, the first one is just, I, rec I recommend you listen to some news source that has a totally different perspective than you're used to, to hearing. Give yourself something new, fresh, think of things from a, a different perspective, hear what else is going on out there. It's just useful. I, I don't care what it is. If there's a political bent out there that you have, listen to something from the opposite side to broaden your mind. Third, and finally, this is the most important one for our audience. It is listening to reading the Duffel blog. Really important to do this. You need to laugh, and it will make you laugh, and it will also help open your eyes about what soldiers, our clients out there are thinking and doing. There was a great, great article in there today about 
barracks lawyers. And I think we as non-barracks lawyers need to be tracking what's going on out there. But the Duffel blog is just a great source of information for staying in touch. Sir, man, thank you very much for being here on the Battlefield Next podcast. We hope to have you on again later. Thank you. Thanks for having us, JJ. Have a great day. Thanks, JJ. That's it for the episode. For more information related to FCD, you can follow us on Twitter at JAGFCD or by visiting our webpage. Finally, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. While this is a podcast created by U.S. Army Judge Advocates from the Future Concepts Directory, our goal is to reach other judge advocates and lawyers across the DOD, law students, and members of academia. Your reviews help make this possible.